So, Jackie, yep. in Somalia, it is illegal to carry old gum on your nose or sandwiches and Tupperware. Old gum on your nose or old sandwiches and Tupperware. Gum on your nose. It's got to be gum on your nose. Are you sure? I'm just guessing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm guessing is because there's like intense, like you can't all have gum in Singapore. Like there's no gum chewing in Singapore. So it occurs to me that no gum chewing is like a kind of rule people have some in some places. And like presumably gum on your nose is not far from that. Also, if... But- what, also, I felt Tupperware was very specific. <laughs> Just a bunch of people saying, well, "I'm it's, done with this. Let's put it here for later." <laughs> well, or that's the that was the normal. And but it just was so hot that it kept slipping off people's noses and then it was like a garbage Why situation. Why is this not surprising to you? <laughs> this should be more surprising. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Welcome to Sadcast, a podcast for working creatives. This is episode 20. It's your face exploding. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on right now. Fucking bullshit exchange rate. Okay. Um, welcome to episode 20 of the brand new Sadcast. Sadcast, a podcast for working creatives. Yep. That's us, working creatives. And introduce yourself as a working creative. Who the hell are you? Why do we give a shit about you or what you have to say? Oh, I don't know whether you give a shit, but uh, my name is Pamela. Oh, my God. In Tile, Rooney's. I don't know what my last name is. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to go with Rooney's here because that's what I, how I've been known. It's your stage name. It, yeah, it's my, you know, creative name. Yeah. It's not even your pen name. It's not even my, that's a whole other thing, which I'm not even going to say on air. But um, basically, yeah, I'm a designer, co-publisher of Sad Mag slash designer at Rethink. That's me in a nutshell. Yeah, Pam's got her hands all over everything. You just did a huge fucking thing this anti-bullying day. T- tell us about that. This is fucking huge. You're like a rock star. Oh, well, I mean, no, come on. just hands me these projects and I just do it. But basically, yeah. So I made the shirt for Pink Shirt Day this year. Um, and it says, kindness is one size fits all. Um, that was, I mean, I'm going to give you guys a down low because love you guys. Obviously was not the one that I wanted them to choose. <laughs> Classic client bullshit. I mean, I'm happy with it, but um, I had some really cute um, like illustrations, which is what I thought they wanted because their previous ones were illustrations. And then when we pitched them, they're like, oh, no, we actually don't want that because we want more adults to want to wear these. Mm-hmm. Fair reasoning, yeah. but I'm still going to share those um, on my Instagram on Pink Shirt Day, which is 24. So just tune in there to see what I wanted to ha- be on the shirts. <laughs> And what's your Instagram? Uh, Pamela Rees, at Um, Yeah, it's hard to be aggressive with the anti-bullying people. <laughs> Tried to bully them into doing my uh, shirt idea, but no. Yeah. You pushed and they just caved slash that was your dream and it didn't work out. No, it's fine. I'm happy with it. It's great. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm Jackie Hoffert and I'm um, the producer um and editor and co-host of the Sadcast, as well as a filmmaker question mark exclamation point like i'm a filmmaker in tarot bang and like 
and Look, filmmakers by nature can't make films every fucking second i know you are. i know but i also i feel like the first like want to be a filmmaker thing i went to this expert guy darren do not walk on the keyboard for realties right now darren um, darren Jesus Christ, Darren, it's still there. Just cut it off. You fucking stopped it like a monster. Darren knows how to like crop the shit out of my VLC. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to just casually ruin your experience. He's um, a filmmaker, uh, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. This guy said, by the way, if you're actually a filmmaker, like nobody who's actually a filmmaker calls himself a filmmaker. They call themselves a director or a writer, an editor. I work, I'm a cinematographer or whatever. But I feel like that's old school thinking, actually. I feel like now people who are sort of writerly and producerly and directorly, they have to do everything. kind of doing all of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, or maybe I have the opposite problem, which is that I've started doing other things like working in visual effects, which is cool. Like it's a cool opportunity and like it's very interesting. And I've worked on some incredible films like no word of a lie. It's been a total trip. But like it's very clear to me that like my soul is not in it and that this isn't where I want to like grow and spend 10 years of my life. Like and that's just true. Like that's just the realness of my like filmmaking life and so and because I work in feature films the last few years it just takes up my whole fucking life like there's just nothing left it's like soaks up all the oxygen of my life like six months have just disappeared from my life and I've not accomplished anything except for working a lot and making a lot of money kind of and um you know and then I take time off and make movies I guess so theoretically that's what a filmmaker is but oh I don't know. I want uh, it's a slog. It's a slog. So filmmaker, uh, I guess so. I did just think of a really cool idea for a film I want to put in this year's queer film fest. So, which I've been like waiting for that idea to come, and it just came this afternoon. So I'm super stoked. Love it. Very excited. Uh, so yeah. So we're working and we're creatives, and it's all about the money. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> but it's oh, I love that song. Fuck man. Um. And then, but it's also all about, um, you know, trying to be creative and have fun and keep it real and all the cute stuff at your wedding. Oh, well, you know, for me, it's just about um, not wanting to, like, kill myself at the end of the day because I didn't make anything cool. And that doesn't happen. I mean, a lot of the days, like, like, that's why I can't sleep at night. It's like, (laughs) I didn't do anything good today. All I did was push some pixels around shit pushing pixels fuck shit got like destroyed either by my boss or by the client or myself not being able, i don't know like those days are the worst days and like in my work the thing that frustrates me the most but i also find the hardest like i just struggle with the most is that i feel like i work only in intense extremes like i work in extreme boredom and i work in extreme like chaos and hurry and so i that that's such a an elastic kind of experience and it and the hours are so long that I feel like it just pushes everybody emotionally and so I feel like I'm constantly brushing up against like my limits as a person like my shortcomings my aggressions my worst side other people's worst side how I respond to that what I want you know who I am like how I'm being perceived like oh it's a fucking head fuck so because of these things that we have in common, Pam and I, as working creatives, we have two new segments that'll come at you. We're having a bunch more like amazing segments. It's gonna be fun. They're gonna just, yeah. just like drop like, like little love bombs onto your ears, yeah. 
every week ish i think every week maybe and uh and so you know there's this dual or maybe triangular focus of like creative work like silliness slash comedy and um and like criticism or like critical thought (laughs) critical creative bitching jokes excuse me beer friday yeah there you go there you go um okay cheers happy beer friday so today we are having um powell street ipa what's the ipa called hoptimonium ipa um I've recently had a strong influence of craft beer knowledges rained down on me and um, it's totally influenced the types of beer I drink. So previously I did not like IPAs. What's your general feeling about IPAs? You know, I got to be honest with you. No, I I know nothing really about beer. Basically, I also know nothing about beer, but I'm finally learning. Because I used to just be like, I like all the beer. Let's try it. And then occasionally I'd be like, "Mm, I think I don't like that one and I think I don't like that one like try to figure out what what that means and I've been trying to do that with coffee recently because I'm realizing I really do not like matchstick I do not like bird bird in the beats or whatever um and it's the same like fruity flavor but we're talking about beer not coffee but yeah (laughs) well but beer Friday oh whatever we can always talk about coffee I'm trying to figure out what that is though good call I feel like I don't like 49th parallel coffee but I don't know I can't explain why. I often say like it's too sort of sour, but that's not really real. That's not like an appropriate no, coffee tasting note. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, so. speaking of which, um, I used to not really like, like not actively dislike, but not kind of go out of my way to have a sour beer. And um, my girlfriend is very into sour beers and she's totally gotten me into sour beers. Yeah. Um, Michelle, also a co-publisher of Sad Mag, loves the sour beers and yeah she got me to try one once and yeah i was pleasantly surprised i wouldn't have like ordered it but like i was like "Mm, yeah okay yeah like we you know we we pretty much have the beer like uh, like the the tap is low but it's open all weekend and like so there's a lot of different sampling options that come up in my um partnered beer drinking life and i would say that sour beer stand like stands out in a in a flight say um because it's sort of just i don't know it's more refreshing it's more like interesting there's a tartness anyway so sort of although you know when you think of summary then i go into the wheats and the fruit kind of inspires or even like a citrus kind of there's a citrus pale ale from powell street that we had last night i much prefer those but i'm a real like bitch beer drinker so what does that mean that means i'm like um I, I just like the flowery for deer ones. I don't know. Ditto. Whistler's Grapefruit Ale. Best beer ever. Oh, anything grapefruit. Oh, my God. Like, a Rattler is my favorite. True. I do love Rattler. beer at all. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's half. Yeah. This is the thing. In Germany, again, as a teenager, I went to Germany and, like, for um, lots of time, but not that much. Um and they they'll mix anything so there's like that's true they have those big flavored like banana is weird like yeah i remember that one it comes from like water being still and sparkling and then you have to get them in big crates 
and everybody has crates of water like still and sparkling and then you also get crates of beer and you also get crates of cola and you also get crates of, so everything just kind of gets mixed all the time i don't know how or why so there's like cola and beer is called a diesel ew i've never heard of that it's great really depending on the beer depending on the beer okay what so like like coca-cola not like mountain dew and a fucking pilsner no no no. yeah coca-cola okay yeah cola is the german word for coca-cola okay got it and um and yeah so like a diesel a diesel i think that's what it's called and like a rattler and then there's like a there's another one so a rattler is like a grapefruit grapefruit juice yeah but there's also an orange juice one and and then also wine with a lot of things and then just also sparkling water with all the juices Mm. so you've got lots of options i think it's basically to for day drinking right yeah makes sense yeah it's for just all day drinking well they're low alcohol those ones are like three point whatever because it's a beer cut in half with juice yeah Yeah. or pop or water (laughs) (laughs) it's a a beer spritzer it is that's the spritzer that's where it comes from spritz anyway no it probably doesn't but um okay so beer friday this is you know what happened this week what was your work what's your work like oh gripe you guys your win whatever what happened i'm gonna tell you something that happened to me that was really obnoxious and i i don't know if i have a right to be like annoyed by this but you guys tell me what you think um basically there's this guy at my work who um he's got many children and um his wife is a stay-at-home mom and already like there's like three kids like that's a lot that's a big job so big ups to her for dealing with that shit but I asked him because he was going on vacation I was like oh where are you going and he was like oh Hawaii I was like where are you staying he's like I don't know my wife just deals with it and I just show up and it just got my back up I was like what how would you not even know anything about this decision at all your poor wife dealing with all these fucking kids and your vacation plans and you just show up. I don't know. It just like really pissed me off. But like, what am I going to say? How old is this guy? Um, younger than me. Like Ew. in uh, not even 30. Ew. Yeah, I think they're. Um, I don't know. I don't, everything is going to sound judgy, so I don't really know what to say, but whatever. I just, I, that got my back up. I didn't like it. It made me feel like really bad for her and, um, it made me feel like, like this is sort of like a, also like a bigger problem with like, I think working with a lot of men, basically women at my work and I'm sure it's true in lots of other places like are left to do that. I don't want to say emotional labor because it's not, it's just like the, the other tasks, like booking a meeting room, like when we all have a meeting, mm-hmm. I'm booking it and chasing you down, make sure you know where it is and when, to, like mm-hmm. that, that, like that's extra time out of my day. Meanwhile, you're doing more work and looking like a superstar when we're doing all that, like whatever. Anyways, it just, that shit's real. Mm-hmm. This guy's guilty of that, mm. as are many. And I don't think it's like intentional. Of course, like, I no, don't... I mean, that's exactly the thing, right? Yeah. That it's like, there's just all these unchallenged assumptions. Yeah, and you can't even bring it up because you sound nuts. Yeah, well... Not to other women. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens. This is the thing, like, this is... I mean, it's this kind of thing where when I start to think about it, I just kind of feel like 
<sighs> like I'm so glad I'm gay because it feels like if I were straight, like if that were my like affliction, then I feel like <laughs> affliction. Yeah. straightness, I'm heterosexuality. Like Honestly, though, because I feel like maybe maybe it's because we're going through this like kind of um, I feel like pretty open sort of feminist time right now where things are being talked about and like in like racism stuff is being talked about a lot and like just feminism and and like sort of structural institutional unquestioned assumptions kind of problems are coming up a lot for people and we're starting to figure out how to talk about it with everybody um i feel like having to date and love and like start a family and whatever other shit you want to do with your partner like across that divide is harder than having to do it from the same side because i feel like um it, you know like in a same-sex partnership who does what and in what ratio and what how fairness works and like who you know who who's bearing the weight fair. you just divide it up however it works for you yeah. and you don't have to question all the time like oh am i doing this because like i'm the woman and like fuck you and fuck that it's like we're both the woman so like you know and uh, like sure there's sub uh, it, like fucking areas of that in terms of like presentation and gender performance and blah 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 but like in general I feel like it's less fraught and with my straight friends I feel like it's always fraught like 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 everybody is really concerned always about not wanting to get stuck doing the thing that is like a, a theoretical or a or a traditional like woman's role unless they like fully fucking love it and it turns them on or whatever and so there's like just because that resentment is like automatically there fairly i would love to hear from a man who's like i don't fucking want to be handy i don't want to do any of this stuff why are you always asking me to fix things i can't do it wouldn't that be fucking refreshing i mean they they exist i'm sure they do i know they do i know they exist because they must and that's why feminism is important because it helps people like that yeah yeah and also people like us who maybe don't want to do that or whatever or don't want to do the thing where like we cook or we um like know everything the problem is is that I feel like I just feel like I feel like I want to have it both ways actually like because for me my gripe from work is constantly and I work in like an unbelievably gender and never mind race and like ability and all the other fucking things like unbelievably uneven world there's less than one in ten women in my workplace um and like even less than one in ten people of color and and you can't do this work if you have any kind of physical limitations um and in fact even being like what i would like me who's like "Mm, kind of fat but like i can do shit whatever like that's my vibe like i'm not like super strong but i'm like not super weak and i'm certainly very able-bodied in the general spectrum of like humanity and uh, even this job is physically too demanding for me most of the time. And so, like, you know, but everybody's actually lovely and wonderful. So it's difficult to kind of um, break through into that thing where, <clears throat> so for example, like, if you kind of, it happens to me frequently that I'll happen upon a conversation where, like, it's sort of vulgar or like it's sort of blue or it's sort of distasteful and not in a necessarily like sexist or misogynist way but like in a way where it's just kind of 
like I don't know. Not I just don't. Appropriate for the workplace. Not not just not appropriate for the workplace, but this is my thing, right? Like, and I I actually am very curious about this whether or not, um, because for me, when I hear something that offends me, I'm not offended that they said it near me. I'm offended that they thought it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm offended that it's not that I don't want them to say it around me. That's like a courtesy if you're gonna think it, I guess, and we're gonna agree to disagree. But like the preference for me would be that that's not the way that a person talks about women or talks about sex or talks about whatever. And so, mm -hmm. but I just, I really kind of resent actually the implication that like my presence as a woman means they should shut up about what they're talking about because that's not what I mean. That's a good point. You should say that to them. Have you, have you been like, like I'm offended and just so you know, it, no. And do you know why? Because like it would make my work so much harder to be that woman. I understand. So I I basically just, I skirt this line between being like, I'm the kind of woman who doesn't care about your vulgar. I can be vulgar too, like that lady. And also being the one who's like, whatever, I'm just going to walk away right now and I don't care. You guys have your conversation about abortion and I'm going to just go over here and have a snack. Wow. Was that really the conversation? It has come up. Where it's just like, you know what? I'm not like offended that guys are having kind of conversation slash jokes about abortion or whatever I'm just more like there's no chance that I'm gonna feel comfortable in a room full of straight white guys talking about abortion where I'm just a woman who thankfully has not had had one although I have had a morning after pill experience but like there's just no way that's gonna be comfortable for me and there's no way that I'm gonna want to jump in there there's no way that's not gonna be awkward so for me I just walk away and sometimes I'm that person and sometimes I'm the like Although I'll never say anything like misogynist or sexist because why would I say that? But like I do feel like that's the thing, right? So like for that guy at your work, I kind of feel like does he – because of course it's different if he just like actually hates doing that and she just like also totally loves doing that and that's their deal and they trade off in other ways. If their reciprocal arrangement is fair and self-composed and everybody's self-actualized and doing their stuff, then yes, because it is an assumption that you're making that – that's bullshit but like the truth is is that it's most likely that that's true that he's just a bullshit that's why i feel like sort of conflicted about like that feeling because it's like ooh, this gives my back up but i don't know your deal i don't know your relationship i'm not in it maybe that's fine but i just something that's like for the both of you to not know like is weird to me but that's just not how i would have a relationship i suppose (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, we've touched on a lot. I feel like this is going to be a fantastic topic for us going forward, Beer Friday. Yeah. This IPA is good, although I'll agree that IPAs aren't really my favorite kind of beer. The same thing. It's not it's so much lighter. Oh, it's just because you have less. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. And Powell Street, I went in there yesterday, <clears throat> and I couldn't stand it for like five minutes. It had that weird, like dare I say male energy that Brassneck also has which is like not intentional and not purposeful and not necessarily gross but it's something about the frequency of men's voices and the way they reverberate in certain spaces where women just like can't talk well and I certainly have that voice where no one can hear me in a space where men kind of have to shout to be heard I feel like for me get some insulation do you hear us (laughs) I literally left after I was like I can't do, I can't get any beer. The acoustics, the Torafuku, have you been there? Really tasty. Can't hear a fucking thing. It's like a, a cement cube beside highway. I Are we old? It. Like, is that what's happening? We're just like, Maybe. I can't hear you. It's possible. <laughs> we need to go somewhere quieter. 
Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Beer Friday. I mean, this is why we make nice houses and get nice couches. Cheers.